Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. Via Marana, Arizona, as we celebrate Thanksgiving with the family, right, Martha? That's right. We're excited to be here with everybody that's here in Arizona. Uh, you've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. So, thanks so much for tuning into I Work for Him this afternoon as you listen to us all over the world on iHeartRadio and Let'sTalkFaith.com, but also in Tampa Bay at AM 57910 and FM 102.1. On location today in Marana, Arizona, at my mom and dad's house. That's right, we're in the backyard overlooking the desert, the golf course, and the mountains. And you may hear some crowd noise in the background, some crowd noise. That's, that's right. When, when you're on the air, though, you don't get that the background. That, that's the background, Dad. Okay, all right. So the crowd here in the background is my family, not all of the family, but most of the family. And we've got some babies in, in Noah's being quiet right now. Okay, so some folks are still in Minnesota. They're flying down tomorrow. But we're gathered together to celebrate Thanksgiving this week with my folks who are married now 63 years, and Dad celebrates 85 years this coming April. Today we're going to share family secrets of how we've stayed married so long from the perspective of 63 years, Mom and Dad, 35 years, Sue and Jeff, Martha and I, 31 years, and Joshua and Amelia, 4 years. And then we're going to get some single perspective from our youngest, Sarah Michelle. Hold on. This one's going to go fast. And since the little brother is the ringleader, there's no telling what could be said on these airwaves. Good thing I control the microphone, Sue. Brangenberg family, welcome <laughs> to I Work For Him. <laughs> Woohoo! Welcome. Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, all right. So we're going to have some have fun. A choice. No, they really didn't have much of a choice. We're just sitting out here and we're delaying all activities until we're off the air today. All right. So, mom and dad, we're going to start with you. We're going to start with you. You, you guys ready? Yeah, we're ready. We are. You ready? Okay. All right. So how did you guys meet? Dad, I'll let you tell a little bit of that story. <laughs> well, the first time, we we didn't actually meet, but uh, my first encounter was, we were I was in my junior year of high school in uh, North Plainfield, New Jersey. Did and, they have electricity <laughs> back then? Yeah, they, they did. did. Okay. All right. And I was talking to my buddy in the hallway, and, and Marie walked by, and I said to my buddy, I said, you know what? That's the girl I'm going to marry. I know I didn't know her at that time. <laughs> but anyway, two weeks wow. later, we had a barn dance, and they needed one more couple. And I decided I would ask my wife. She was there with her friends, and I was there with my buddies. And I went over and asked her if she was dancing. She very nicely said yes. And the very first dance, you had to kiss your partner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds like you planned that one, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty good deal. <laughs> But uh, it's been wonderful. It really has been wonderful. Wonderful experience. Mom, what about what's your perspective on that side? Is that, is that the way you remember it? Well, I wasn't looking at him at that time, but I did look him up because he had a last name similar to mine. My maiden name was Hardenberg, and he is Brangenberg. And so I knew there's somebody existed that had a similar name, and I did have my eye on him a little. And finally, he asked me out. We dated for a long time. Uh, we broke up a few times. We were just kids, 15 and 16 mm -hmm. years old. And um, we got engaged when uh, I graduated high school and had uh, <laughs> had earned f uh, three. I was valedictorian and um, earned three um, 
scholarships, uh, but somehow we made it through. <laughs> I finished college, and so did, did John. But we got married uh, when I was a sophomore, end of my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and end of his junior year. And so, um, the miracle, all... Dad, isn't that she finished college? The miracle is that you finished college. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's for if sure. not for if not for baseball, if not for baseball, you might not. You know, yeah. that, that helped, right? You like oh, you played you played some baseball in college, yeah, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. All right was... So right out of college, though, th- then you guys got sent across the world. Yes, uh, I worked for about a year with Liberty Mutual, and then I got drafted, and uh, we spent a year and a half over in Germany. Marie came over for the last year of it, and we had a marvelous, marvelous So you're part of the World War II cleanup effort then? Yes, that's correct. Okay, all right. So you've been married, it was 63 years this June, right? Yep. Yeah, 6554, that's right. Okay, all right, so I just had to say my head, that's right, do a little math. Okay, so when you look at, all these years, and when you guys got married, you guys didn't know Jesus, right? I mean, you guys weren't Christ followers when you got married. Not really, just no. in a, a very surface way. All right. Had you guys even been going to church? Sure, Christmas and Easter. Oh, so you were the <laughs> C- you were C&E people. Got it. Okay, Christmas and Easter. All right, so you guys were introduced to Christ by one of your cousins, right? Actually, my mother had friends uh, that invited me to to a church and I went to some Sunday school, went to some Bible school uh, lessons. Uh, but really, um, people that we met in Germany uh, mm-hmm. had a child that did not live and she sent me a Bible and I read it for the first time and hmm. it changed my life. Hmm. I, realized that, I realized that God really knew me better than I knew myself and it really, uh, it was a transformation that started, uh, I was 27 years old. Hmm. And Dad, you got, you really got introduced, you, word of life, you say, is in, in, the hist- in your history. Yeah, Jack Wurtzern uh, was attending uh, our church at a men's fellowship, and I was invited by a friend of ours, our, our actually our babysitter's dad, uh, to come to this uh, family, re- not reunion, but uh, men's deal, su- men's sure. supper. Sure. And uh, Jack Wurtzen put the program on. It was an outstanding thing. And that's the night that I... That's the night you gave your life to Christ. That's, yep. that's when you first started the walk. All right. So mm. how, what do you think, if you, if you give one word to the secret of your long marriage, just give me one word, Mom. One Commitment. Word. Commitment. Mm. Okay. That's Dad, a good what about word. you? That's a pretty good word. That's a good word. That it is, is a, a good it word. Is a good word. It, you know, I, I, I just want to focus on that word for a minute because I really want that to be an encouragement to people that are listening, that um, you are standing here on this side well, of... Okay, they're sitting right now. And it's very comfortable, <laughs> I might say, in this uh, 70-some degree, 0% negative humidity <laughs> yeah, that negative we experience humidity. in Arizona. Um, but the word commitment, um, that, is a, that is a huge um, word for us to focus on and to really realize what a... What a thing that that can mean to a marriage. Well, and I didn't introduce the show right. Normally, I said we we start a Tuesday show. And, hey, it's together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha, but and where we talk about marriage and relationship issues. Mm-hmm. But because I'm so excited that we're in Arizona today with the family, that uh, you know I forgot to. But that's why that's we're okay. talking about marriage today. That's exactly right. And we figured you get some perspective from the experts. 63 years is pretty awesome. And we'll get a chance to uh, to talk with Martha's folks in December. We're going to ask them some of the same questions. We are. All right. So so if. It, well, you can, you use mom's word. I don't even think that's legal. <laughs> you don't have a different. You don't have a different word. Wait, agreeing well, in a marriage is a good thing. Well, I think commitment is is probably the biggest thing to to a successful marriage because any marriage, I, I believe, will go through some ups and downs, some easy times and some hard times and times in between. And if you don't have a commitment to your wife uh, or to your husband, whatever it might be. Uh, 
it, it's just not going to work mm-hmm. because if the commitment is what ties you together. If you, it really does, and uh, the the good times are, are are great with commitment, and the bad times are a struggle with commitment, but they're still important. Wow. Well, and I know you good. guys, your testimony, commitment to the Lord is a, a huge part of it, too. So um, I just want to bring that right. up. Right. So, Mom, talk about that. How has having Christ at the center of your marriage, you know, going 63 years, how has that made an impact? Well, totally changed everything. Uh, you're not just focusing on each other, but on on God and on Jesus Christ. And he is the third person, of course, in the marriage. And uh, we pray together. Uh, we both study Bible together. We've been in Sunday school uh, classes together, cell groups. And so really um, it worked out that our whole lives changed. Fr- friends changed uh, what we did with our free time and uh, how we related to each other, that it really did make all the difference in the world. Well, let's talk about this. The last question for the segment. So how the small group involvement, you guys have been involved in small groups for for decades now. How has this small group been an impact on your marriage? How has that been an encouragement to you, Dad? Well, that's that's a little bit hard to answer in a a brief second, but... uh, (laughs) Well, you got a minute. (laughs) The the time that you spend in fellowship with fellow believers, people that have the same faith as you do... uh, it just it makes it so much easier to relate, number one, because you've got the commonality of loving Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And so it's a great time for young couples to get together and to be able to share the Word of God and also experience life, raising children. And, of course, you exchange feelings and conversations about how do you raise your children, how do you do this, how do you do that. And it just brings you together in an open fashion. Now, other people can do that same thing, but it makes it so much better when you got Jesus Christ as a center. Mm-hmm. Mom, 15 seconds on small group. <laughs> Uh, indeed, this this is encouraging people that we uh, have together. They know about our ups and downs in our lives. We pray for the bad times. We go rejoice at the good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet socially as well, and it makes uh, it, they are our core friends and we praise God for them. Mom and Dad, we thank you for your commitment, for your example, for really set, laying the groundwork for us so that we knew what marriage looked like, what it looked like during the hard times, the good times, for laying that, that commitment down. We honor you. We love you. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for being an I work for him today. We are today on location in Marana, Arizona, of course, celebrating Thanksgiving with Mom and Dad and the rest of the Brangenberg family out here enjoying the beautiful, let's see, there's no humidity it's 70 degrees. My skin is bleeding because I'm so dry. It's incredible <laughs> weather out here. The flowers are blooming in the desert. Okay, the bougainvilleas. The bougainvilleas are incredible, aren't they, Amelia? They're amazing. That's right. You'll get to hear from Joshua and Amelia in just a little bit. We've got Sue and Jeff, my sister, my big sister. <laughs> she loves it when I call her that on the radio. <laughs> oh, you are dead now. <laughs> no turkey for you. That's or right. Well, we're gonna, I want you guys to hear a little bit about from, uh, mm. from Sue and Jeff. And I have known Jeff 40 years because that's oh when they started dating my. 40 years that. ago and jeff lived to tell about it that's part of the biggest part of the deal not you know the bigger deal is it. that you are alive to tell yeah about i could it. run faster than him i've always been able to run faster than jeff all right so let's as we talk about the focus on marriage i wanted i wanted martha and i to be able to share the perspective the legacy has been laid before us and so you're going to hear from you know from my sister and my brother-in-law, and then you're going to get to hear from our kids, maybe what they learned from us. But Sue and Jeff, why don't you just share a little bit about the story? How did you guys meet? I mean, I remember the first date night, which we're coming up pretty quick on 40 years in December. 
That's right. correct. December 22nd, right? That is right. Oh, yeah. That's, see, I remember. I'll put that on my calendar. Thank you, you put that on. <laughs> You're welcome. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so how'd you meet, Jeff? Go ahead. We met in high school, uh, just like your parents, uh, junior year in choir. I had to uh, manipulate one of my choir mates to get, let me move chairs so I could sit next to her. <laughs> So what, did you become a soprano or what? Uh, no, she was an alto. She, no, no, I wasn't. Was you were a soprano back then? I was a soprano. We sang in quartets, kind of odd, but we had uh, quartets throughout the entire choir. And if I sat oh. next to, in, in the other chair, then I could stand next to her. Got it. So, yeah. Funny. And we all share the choir experience. Martha and I spent time in the same choir several years later, but we all shared that same experience of being in choir at Burnsville High School, the incredible Burnsville High School, home of the Braves. That's right. No, it's the Blaze. No, that was after that. After it burned down. Yes, that's right. That was all a long right. time so ago. So now, uh, now, tell us about that first date. Oh, that was an embarrassing day for me. Um, <laughs> That's yes, why it, he brings it up. Yeah, you know yeah. that, right? So I didn't, we weren't really dating yet. He came to my house and he was going to sit down and, and visit with our family. And he stood at the front door with a rose in his hand for about five minutes while I finished up a conversation with another guy on the phone. With an old boyfriend, yeah. just for perspective, everybody. As, as, as the little brother, Jimmy, sat next to his sister, as she's on the phone, and I see this poor, helpless man at the front door holding a rose, <laughs> waiting for her to get off the phone with her old boyfriend. It was precious. That precious. has been burned into my, burned into my memory forever. Ever. It is not one of my best moments. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're all glad you answered That's the right. front door and That's took right. the rose That's from Chad. Oh, no, we didn't make him sit outside. It was cold. It was Minnesota in December. Oh, so he was sitting there tortured. He was, he was in, in the, the front hallway. Yeah. Wow. Now, I don't remember if the light was on, but in my mind, I picture him standing with the light off in the entryway, but I don't remember. Okay, so, Jeff, 35 years. You've known each other 40 years, but 35 years being married, you've got two incredible kids. Now you got two grandkids and one on the way. Talk about the, the secret to your long marriage. What, what would you say? I have to go similar to with the uh, parents. It's uh, committed. Uh, and whether that's to some institution <laughs> or to my wife, you can decide. Mm. But uh, <laughs> committed uh, to the relationship, to the marriage, uh, committed to each other. That's good. You have to have a different answer. I do have a different answer. Okay. I, I actually um, would add to that would be it takes daily effort mm-hmm. and there are days that are way easy and there are days that are way hard and it's I think easier to just give up and do something different it's hard work to be married for a long time um, because life isn't easy um, and I would put Christ in the center of that because with Christ in the center of our relationship and in the center of our marriage crisis who carries us through those difficult times and brings us an extra amount of joy in the the best times. Hmm. All right. So then talk about how Christ has made an impact on your marriage. How has being a Christ follower made an impact in your marriage versus your friends that were married without Christ at the center? Sue, you go first. Well, we've seen an awful lot of marriages uh, disintegrate, even Christian marriages disintegrate. Um, But we have chosen to do a lot of things together through our marriage, whether that be church things or even our activities. We've chosen to do things that have drawn us together. So when we do Bible studies, we do them together as family members. husband and wife, we would even do them with other families that had children so that um, we could um, have our kids with us. So we have always spent time together. 
with other couples mm-hmm. and with um, people who had were like-minded to us. So that's how we've really uh, had Christ invest in our life. And we've been very involved in our churches. We've been very involved um, in the lives of some very special families to us. Well, you know, and that, it just reminds me, I mean, way back way back when in the early days of our marriage, we were involved in a small group with you guys. That's right. And um, just having that example, and you guys have been able to really do a good job of carrying that through all of your marriage. And Mm -hmm. and it may have looked different at different times. I know you do men's things and women's things and couples things. But, um, you know, I would just like for our listeners to hear more about that intentionality of deep spiritual learning. Um, So you're doing that Mm -hmm. in, in small groups. And then also attending church together. Yep. And actually even serving together. So we've served on committees together and special projects. We do service days together Mm -hmm. where we've gone and packed meals and cleaned and painted. And um, Jeff, what would you add to that? Nothing. (laughs) Not fair. He he says yes, dear. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as we were married, we we sought out a small group Mm -hmm. and uh, we are still uh, together as friends in that group. Uh, we have since moved away, but we still keep in touch with those friends. Uh, on our 30th uh, anniversaries, uh, we all got together, and the waitress was just amazed that there were three couples that she was waiting on that had been married 30 years. Mm, it and is a testimony. Yeah, yeah, a real testimony. And how did you make that work? I mean, yeah. Well, talk about that. What do you think the hardest thing was? By the way, if you're hearing a little wind noise in the background, guess that's what it is. It's a little wind noise because we're outside broadcasting right here with Martha's and I, my family. We're at my mom and dad's place in Miranda, Arizona, and we're talking marriage with the family, and you're getting perspective from the other right of the family. In the background, you hear a little voice. That's little Noah, Joshua and Amelia's eight-month-old son. And and if you hear coughing, that's Natalie. She's she's five. She's in kindergarten. She's going to come on the air in a little while. Say hi, Natalie, really loud. All right, well, she'll be on a little bit. What do you think the hardest thing, Jeff, has been to learn? I think the hardest thing was learning uh, time management during the uh, family development time. Mm. We were uh, new kids, um, you know, adding to the family, uh, adjusting to children in the the home, uh, adjusting our lifestyle, uh, making time for each other. Uh, That was probably the hardest thing that we've gone through. Uh, job transitions uh, are always difficult, but um, we work through that, adding to the family. Hmm. Sue, what do you think for you? I would say, in addition to that, kind of raising those children, um, we didn't always agree on how to discipline or how to reward. And some of our biggest arguments were about those differences and having to work through that and listen to each other's hearts because it was our hearts that really told us, um, you know, what we were trying to accomplish. You know what, can I just read a verse really quick? Because yeah. I picked out a verse for today, and it goes along with what you guys are saying right now. And it's Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, 
We as kids used to like to quote that, although my dad never <laughs> no, provoked us no, to No, I anger. never quoted that. No, I did. But bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And um, I think that those that's such a great challenge for us as kids and then as parents as well. So I just wanted to bring that up. All right. So speak to the audience then, guys. You, you've been married 35 years, but there's people that are out there listening going, I don't know if I can make it past 20. I don't know if I can make it past 15. Speak to them. How can they bring vibrancy back in the marriage what what what's the suggestion sue that you can tell talk to people about bringing vibrancy back number one is you need to be praying together and studying the bible together and third i would say you need to be dating one another mm. don't ever stop dating each other there are times that jeff and i used to dance in the kitchen when our kids were little and we couldn't go out and just that few minutes of closeness was enough to just strip away any of the stress from the day that really grossed them out by the way yeah it but it was fun it. well that's worth it when you can gross your kids out it is absolutely worth it when you get to, what about you jeff what, what speak to the audience out there how do you, how can they bring vibrancy back into their marriage i guess to do things together we've chosen to do that as opposed to apart mm-hmm. um we have similar interests we have similar likes uh so doing things together we've done uh, retreats together, uh, marriage retreats together. We've done uh, Bible studies together. Do it. Do together. it together. That's a good. That's a good word, isn't it, Martha? Yes, it is. You even tile and do well, yes, say, home improvement projects, right? <laughs> you bet. My sister is a constant. That strengthens She's in the constant stage of home improvement constantly. <laughs> All right. Well, Sue and Jeff, thanks for being an I work for him today. Thanks for your support of the ministry, for being on the board of directors, and also thank you for, thank you for just all of your encouragement to us in our marriage. All right, we're back live in the backyard in Marana, Arizona, on the mountain. What's the mountain called, Mom and Dad? Dove Mountain. How about that? Makes sense because it's Dove Mountain Boulevard. Makes sense. We're on Dove Mountain, and we are at about 2,500 feet above sea level. So for us flatlanders from Florida, that's way, way up. It's almost considered a mountain. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. we got mountains in the background. we got Amelia's favorite bush, bougainvilleas, all over the place. Gorgeous right now. That's right. Absolutely. we got Natalie. She is actually burning the carpet up right next to us. <laughs> she can't wait to get on the air during this next segment. But we got Joshua and Amelia. Joshua is our son. Amelia is his wife. They're getting ready to celebrate in December on the 28th. Eight. Yes. All right. Yes. Four years of marriage. They've got their little son, Noah, in Amelia's lap. You may hear him a little bit. He wants to get on the air. Yes, Noah, say hi to Grandpa. Hi, Noah. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> nope, he's just looking at me. He's trying to figure out what this big black microphone is in front of my face. All right, Joshua and Amelia, how did you guys meet? Well, I'll tell my version first. Cause, and, uh, and it's significant because there's significantly different versions. <laughs> well, because she doesn't remember meeting me first. I didn't make that good of an impression of her. <laughs> so, you were sneaking in. Yeah. Well, I had moved up to Jacksonville, and I wanted to get involved with some campus ministries at UNF. And uh, so there was this one called CCW, and it had a Sunday night worship service. So I went and... She was the first person that I saw, and she was absolutely gorgeous and took my breath away. And immediately I knew that she was going to be the one that I married. And I met her, and that was it. I mean, she didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to me, and that was it. And apparently she doesn't remember that night, but that's okay (laughs) because a couple weeks later. Yeah, I don't remember that night at all, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I I was serving with CCW, so I was like the greeter. Um, so I met a lot of people that night and I just don't remember meeting him. She but remembers meeting my friend. He's though. still going remember... to counseling. He brought a friend with him. <laughs> I remember the night. Yeah. He brought friends with him. I remember the night that we met, but I don't remember meeting him. But a couple of weeks later, finally, 
got my eyes on him and saw him and well, fell in love. She was at a greeting table again, and there was a they needed some pens, and and there was yeah. a frat party next door. It was and actually name I, tags. Yeah, and needed to see if they had any extra name tags and pens and. I went over there with her, and I, she thought that was weird. All right, so talk about the impact of your faith on your marriage. How How is your impact, how, how is Jesus making an impact in your marriage? Amelia, you first. How hasn't he made an impact on our marriage? Wow. I'm the one that asks questions here. You just answer <laughs> questions. No, she's taken over. Oh. Answer your question with a question. Um, he has greatly impacted our marriage. Um, our entire marriage is revolved around him, how we speak and think and act towards one another and how we serve together in our marriage it's just we're all in, intertwined mm-hmm. cool joshua what about you i mean it's he is central to our lives and our relationship and um you know he was what really brought us together and mm-hmm. um you know we just we discussed scripture and and uh and really serving together um was a huge part of our the beginning of our relationship and um, we grow every single day, and we pray together, and uh, study the Word together, and and serve together, and I think that's important. You know, for people listening, I just would like to for them to maybe understand a little bit of what that looks like in your marriage. It's one thing to say it, but mm-hmm. what does that look like? How how are you making that actually happen? Yeah, and that's something I think that we kind of struggle with and also is a strong point is um, figuring out how to live life together um with Christ and, mm-hmm. you know, between the two of us. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, before Noah, we would get together, um, before I went to work and, and we would have uh, a Bible study and, and praying time. And, um, now that he's with us, it's, it's a little bit harder to do that so early saying, in the morning. Having a little kid has kind of screwed up your quiet <laughs> it, it, time a little idea. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's kind of shifted to, um, later at night and after I get home from work and, um, yeah. but finding just, a moment when you're actually awake. Yeah. Right? When, when we're awake and, and he's not uh, unhappy and, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's really, um, being intentional about, uh, praying together and, um, and digging into the word and discussing, you know, whatever's going on in our lives and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, trying to work through it. And, um, yeah. Okay. I think the key, hang on. I just, the key for that, I think is the fact that you realize life is not going to be in this perfect little schedule. And as life changes and you have kids and jobs change and things like that, but making sure that you're constantly adjusting. Yes. Noah, do you have something you want to tell grandma? Yeah, you can add in, but, um, being, willing to adjust but not mm-hmm. let go of it not say this isn't we can't do it yeah. but figuring out how to make it still happen in your marriage and i just i think that that's good for other people to hear so that they can be um trying to do the same thing mm-hmm. all right so let's talk about um what, what, what's the um give use one word to describe the first four years of marriage amelia pure bliss that's two words <laughs> clearly a homeschooler oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Overachiever. That's what she is. That's right. <laughs> Never seen the first. I do. I cry so myself. Funny. Okay. All right. She's going to smack Pure me later bliss. for that one. Joshua, what about you? It's been an adventure. So adventure. adventure. Good. Mm. Bliss and adventure. Mm, very good. So you could have just said bliss. Okay. Pure. Bliss. <laughs> Start over. Okay. Well, <laughs> do over. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, Amelia. I, I love you. I'm, I think, yeah, because I'm going to get in trouble for that one later. All right, what's been the hardest thing to learn so far? Joshua. Uh, communication. 
What do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean by that? It, it, it is, Tell us about it. Communicate <laughs> with me. <laughs> well, it, you know, as my role uh, as the leader of our family, it mm-hmm. has been hard for me to learn to communicate effectively in a, a way that is not the way that I think, but the way that um, she thinks and, and mm-hmm. able to, I guess, translate to the way that she thinks. So, what about for you? Amelia. Well, he took my word because I was going to say communication. <laughs> um, so tell us about that. Um, I don't know. It's just you grow up, mm-hmm. you know, with your family and you all speak and think a different way or like one specific way. And then you in, intertwine your life with someone who was raised a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn how to communicate with that type of person and I think she just said we're different no, okay so let's, let's just flesh this out let's just flesh this out so which part of Joshua did I screw up that you're still working on fixing <laughs> that, that is not what I meant it's no. you know we just we, I didn't say it's we do everything a different way we talk a different way and it's yes. not a bad way it's mm-hmm. just it's just different ways and you know the way that we you know communicate certain mm-hmm. things is just different and mm-hmm. but I think it's good that way it. because she thinks one way I think another way but that makes 50% 50% 100% we're yeah that's been a big thing recently is that we both we complement each other yeah. I think you know where mm-hmm. I think poorly about something I don't know some arbitrary thing and she thinks she pushes me in the right direction or you know hopefully it can go both ways so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's good yeah that is good. Well, and learning 100%, 100% that you're bo- that you're all in all the time. And then during these really, really tough times when your baby won't sleep, yeah. <laughs> those make it tougher. I mean, yeah. it, it's a tough time in marriage, mm-hmm. having a little kid. Mm-hmm. And last night when you woke up at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning Arizona time. Yeah. And no, what, Noah's doing really good right now on the air. Aunt Sarah's got him in his arms, in her arms. Okay. All right. So many of your, you, you guys have a lot of peers that are married. But you have some, but there are a lot of people out there that are 25, 26, like you guys, that they're not even thinking marriage yet. They're like freaked out about marriage. Maybe they, have, they haven't seen it demonstrated well. Speak to those people, speak to your friends out there. Maybe they're not their, your direct peers, but people that are your age about why marriage is worth it. Well, marriage is definitely worth it. Uh, but I think the the problem is, or, or what the perspective is, is that um, – that there is a lot to do before you get married. And um, you know, something that we talked about early on in our relationship is that um, you know, we don't need to do anything. There's, there's nothing that we can't do together or nothing that we should do separate that we can't do together. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I said mm-hmm. that pre- yeah. correctly, but um, you know, there's, we don't have to be, have our selfish years. We, we wanted to grow up together and, um, and learn life together. And uh, and that's been, uh, I think, really a benefit in our marriage because um, we didn't have, you know, 30 years under our belt before we came together and tried to work this life out. And, you know, we were 21 and 22 and it was, uh, you know, we could kind of figure it all out together. Yeah, you're yeah. growing up together. All right. So what, what do you think the next five years looks like for you guys? Hmm. Well, we're going to start the process of adoption and. Um, so hoping to get that done here in the next few years and um, try and build our family that way. And um, I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's all up in the air, but it's good. I like that. Your quiet time out on the back deck, no doubt, will play a big part in uh, in where the Lord leads you. Because I, I love yeah. the post early in the morning when I see my kids out reading their Bibles in the backyard every morning. I love that. Yeah. Joshua and Amelia Brangenberg, thanks for being on I Work for Him this afternoon. Thank love you. you guys. Appreciate you. As we sit here on Dove Mountain in Marana. 
at my mom and dad's places. We celebrate Thanksgiving with the family. Almost everybody is here. But we celebrate a special Together on Tuesday with Jim and Martha as we talk about marriage. And we're getting perspective from lots of different generations. We are. And now this is the girl segment. This is the girls. Oh, so I'm, I just have to be quiet now? Mm-hmm. You going to interview them? <laughs> <laughs> Should we outvote him? Mm-hmm. Yay. No. All right. So we've got in now around the table as we're broadcasting, we've got our youngest, Sarah Michelle. We've got my niece, Cassie, and her oldest, Natalie, is going to share a little bit. So, you know, and Martha will put her headphones on Natalie after we get started with Sarah. We're not going to start with you. We're going to start with Cassie because she's older. Okay. Oh. I'm okay with that. Okay. So. Cassie, since Chad's not here to defend himself, after almost a day, de- you've been married, is it eight, nine years this year? It'll be nine years in March. Oh boy, nine years. What do you think has been the key to your vibrant marriage after nine years? Yeah, I'm going to echo what Joshua D'Amelio said about You're communication. You're not allowed to. Come up with your own no. answer. No, no, no. If it's, if it's a consistent <laughs> thing, it's yeah. what our listeners need to hear. Communication, oh, okay. um, it's hard work. It takes effort. It takes communication. It takes... Um, it takes a lot to to keep that vibrance alive, and um, especially with the added children mm-hmm. into the picture. Not just one, <laughs> not just two, yeah. but number three is on the oh, way right wow. around anniversary time, right? Mm-hmm. In the March. So nice. We're very excited. Yes, so are we. So <laughs> I bet. I'm, who's more excited? Uh, so maybe. can I? So can I talk about the communication thing yeah. for a minute? So how does that work in your marriage? I mean, are you a bigger talker than Chad? And how do you guys? How did you guys well, figure out how to we know that? Well, but <laughs> Wait, everybody listening may a bigger not, talker okay, than Chad. That was for the general public that may not know the answer. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely a bigger talker than Chad, but um, that doesn't mean he doesn't isn't willing to speak up mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just different. We were raised different. We have different opinions. It, it just takes just takes compromise and mm-hmm. communication, and um, especially when we don't have a lot of downtime, like Josh and Amelia mentioned too, which will only get worse. <laughs> no, so. it gets better as it gets older. It gets yeah, not better. Worse. Yeah, right, more well, challenging. So, so how have you dealt with the challenges of, of not just one child, but two children and being pregnant with number three? How have you dealt with it? You guys are both working <clears> full time. <throat> you got kids. I mean, how are you dealing with that kind of, not to say tension, but it's adversity. I mean, how are you dealing with that and keeping your marriage strong? One day at a time. Mm. <laughs> one it's, hour at a yeah, time. Yeah, right? kind of. I mean, it's every day is something new or a new adventure, and it, it just takes kind of some deep breaths at the end of the day and mm-hmm. kind of recap it. Just try and get some time for us. And really try and take that time, have the grandparents come over, have my brother come over and babysit for a few hours just so we can get a trip to Target alone or the grocery store or Even if that means mac and cheese and ice cream, right? Yes. Is that (laughs) what your Uncle Jake feeds you, Natalie, is ice cream and mac and cheese? Yes. Unbelievable. (laughs) Busted. (laughs) Now we know, Jake. All right. So, Martha, why don't you put the headphones on Natalie while I'm asking. uh, Natalie, I'm going to ask you a question now, okay? All right. So... Natalie, what does marriage when you when you hear the word marriage, what do you what do you what does it mean to you? Um, it means that you have to marry. Right. <laughs> what, do your mom and dad love each other? Yes. And how do you know that? Because they married. <laughs> they got married. Yeah. Okay. But how do you see them showing love to each other? You have to give them a kiss. Oh, oh kiss okay. is very nice. Yep. Now, are you always a good girl? Yeah. <laughs> How come you laughed when you said that? Because. <laughs> Do you try to be a good girl? Who's, yeah. your, who's your favorite great uncle? Uncle Jake. 
No, he's your uncle, not your great uncle. Who's your favorite un- great uncle? Uncle Jim. Very good. <laughs> That's right. Okay. What else do you want to say to our listeners? Are you ever going to get married? No. No? Yes. No? Someday. All right. We're going to play this recording. So, so if you don't get married, are you going to live at mom and dad's house the rest of your life? You have to. You can't shake your head. We're on the radio. Say yes. Yeah. No. You really. So we're going to record this. So when you're 18 and you want to date some boy, we're just going to play this. Perfect. <laughs> you archive that for me. We love you, Natalie. Thanks for being an I work for him today. Okay. All right. So, Sarah Michelle, you're gonna be you're gonna be a quarter of a century. Yep. Just a few more months. Just mm-hmm. a few more months, and we're gonna be celebrating your and your 25th anniversary of your birthday. We're gonna be in Cozumel celebrating that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's How do you nice. feel about that? I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna play in Iowa. Some, I'm gonna play in some snow or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Oh, rubbing that in, I guess. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Talk to talk to us about you're not yet married, and, and you're still on the hunt for that man who loves the Lord more than he loves you. Still uh-huh. looking for that man. Yep. Okay. So what have you learned from us and your greater family about marriage? That's wide open too. I didn't even bait oh, you. Oh man, that um, a lot. Um, I think that having the perspective of um being one of the only single ones left in the family, but and a lot of my cousins and parents and everyone got married very young, and that's the you know, you kind of think like, oh, I got to get married young. But I've learned a lot not being married young. I think I've um, just having more time to observe other people's marriages and see the hard times, see the good times, see the having kids, see the kids moving out and that all of those different stages of life. I think I've learned a lot of just about how hard it is, but how rewarding it is and just so many different aspects of it that you don't necessarily get to see because sometimes you get married young or you don't get to, you don't live at home as long. And I lived at home longer and just, yeah, I've learned a lot. I mean, I don't know how I can sum that up really Mm -hmm. quickly. Well, I think one of the things that I know about you as a person is that you really value relationship. And so you have um, really intentionally watched and and participated in the other family members in their marriage and, and seen um, and getting to gotten to be a learner. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think you really value that. So that's a good thing. All right, we're going to come back to you with another question in a minute. But Cassie, in the meantime, how has your faith in Christ strengthened your marriage with Chad? Well, it's the basis of everything we do. I mean, it's the prayers. And even though we were raised in two different ways, Catholic and Lutheran, and that doesn't matter. We've found common ground, what works for us, and the need for prayer, and the need for um, that relationship to continue to grow, too. So Mm -hmm. now you've been married long enough where some of your peers are probably already getting to rough spots in their marriages Mm -hmm. where they're just like, Hey, it gets difficult because it gets difficult. And certainly when you have little kids, it gets more difficult. Sleep deprivation is such an incredible challenge. Speak to the people out there listening that are going, they're at seven, eight, nine years of marriage. And they're going, I'm not sure I want to keep doing this. How do you, what's your mindset every day to say, no, I'm going to keep going. You love deep down. You love. And even though it's hard, it, it just takes work and you, you learn something new each day. And you're better off together. Mm. Your best better, friends. Better together. That would better be together. a good T-shirt. Better go. together. Well, Martha, smiling like you already got that idea. Well, I, yeah, there's so many. <laughs> so just if, if we're we're trying to come up with some great marriage T-shirts for I work for him, and uh, so Jim's we're always listening for phrases. Yeah, for our marriage retreat cruise that's coming up in February. February 8th through the 12th, 2018. We still have one spot left. If you want to sign up for the Marriage Retreat Cruise, you can do that. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the Events tab. All right, Sarah, 
you ha- gave – we asked all of our kids, and we've got three, one in Minnesota, one in Iowa, one in Jacksonville, Florida. We asked, hey, what's your prayer request for the year? You're the only one that answered. <laughs> so we've been praying. The compliant <laughs> one. That's no, right. Just... <laughs> which, which we wouldn't have labeled, we wouldn't have labeled <laughs> you the most compliant one when you are growing up. Okay, so – but you – what was your prayer request earlier this year? Um, I think the biggest thing that I've struggled with um, is contentment and just embracing the season of life that I'm in. Um, whether that be right now or what it has been in the past. But I think the biggest thing is just finding contentment in exactly where I am right now and knowing that that's where the Lord, like the the place that the Lord has for me right now and being okay with that and knowing that like there's a guy out there, whatever the Lord's plan is for me, like it's going to happen in his time and I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to make sure that you become the kind of woman that attracts the right kind of man? I think um, just remembering constantly that I just am am striving to learn more about him daily and um, be more, be involved in church and surround myself with um, Bible believing friends and Bible um, encouraging friends and um, being in a connection group with people that are now I'm in a connection group with um, singles and young marrieds. And so just learning from people around me and just realizing that, you know, I can't do this on my own. I'm not going to be the person I am supposed to be on my own. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just something that I have to work for constantly. Hmm. Those are some good words. And I think that goes, that translates into everything we talked about today, because at every age group, we talked about being in small group, being in community with believers for the building up of ourselves, not just to stay in this little community that this is this happy place. And, you know, we stay separated, but to grow and to challenge and um, all the way up to your grandparents, you know, they're staying in community like that to keep themselves grounded and in the word. So I think that's a really good challenge for all of us. And we We've been through times where we haven't had that, and we're back in a small group, and we see the difference it's making in our small lives. Small group is mm-hmm. huge. It is. Sarah Michelle and Cassie, thank you for being an I work for him and sharing some of your story. Well, and the yes, babies we, are waking up. The babies up. are waking up. They're <laughs> having a good time. Timing. That's right. Yay. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show today, ladies. Mm-hmm. Martha's fun. Broadcasting yes. with the desert and the mountains in the background. Yeah. And I just pray that for all of our listeners, they're getting a chance to be with some family this week, too. That's right. Enjoy it. Enjoy your family. Just share some love unconditionally with them today. But make sure that you tune in every day, 3 o'clock, to hear us on I Work That'd For Him. Nice. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work For, for Him. him.